Hey, 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 Mr. Manly here with lesson number 498 in How to Be Manly. The Pitchton Tomato Festival is this weekend and I always attend. Recently, I was wetting my whistle at a local watering hole when in came a group of people, all volunteer members for the festival. They seemed agitated and unhappy because they were short by one volunteer. I walked over to their table and said, I couldn't help overhearing your conversation. It seems you lack a volunteer. Is that right? They said, yeah, we need one more. That's when I told them, count me in. I have roots in the area. I've attended the festival all my life. They welcomed me immediately, but said to be accepted, there must be a background check and then final approval by the chair of the volunteer committee, Francesca Volpicelli. I thought to myself, Volpicelli, she must be a hot tamale. My instincts were right on as she had a set of brandy wine tomatoes on her that got my cherry tomatoes blossoming. She said, thank you for volunteering, then said, I have three positions for you over the weekend. I need help with arts and crafts, rides, and bingo callers. Can you handle those positions? I said, yeah, but I thought I should prove to Francesca that I can handle any position and do so in a manly manner. If you ever find yourself in a similar situation, follow along in your manly manual, page number 488, and repeat after me. Number one. Hey, Francesca, here's a piece of art for you. Yeah, it can be quite crafty. Number two, rides. How about I put you on my merry-go-round? It'll take you up and down and all around. Number three, bingo caller. I have my own calls, like G-string. Then we both shout, bingo! Shortly after, as Francesca grabs you by your crafty artwork, shakes you up and down and all around, not in a merry way, and then throws you down the Tomato Festival parking lot while shouting, Bingo! You'll realize just what kind of man you really are. Until next time, this is Mr. Manly saying be manly and good day. Breaking the news that's already broken. It's time for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. Some economists are saying working from home is hurting urban downtowns. I mean, come on, it's hard to believe people want to work from home when they can drive in bumper-to-bumper traffic and pay $14 to eat a crappy salad at their desk for lunch. The Brooklyn Public Library has created Jay-Z-themed library cards. They're for people who have 99 problems, but a book ain't one. Vanna White missed recent episodes of Wheel of Fortune because she had COVID and also because anyone could do her job. Making sure breaking news stays broken. Tune in Monday for Prospector's Briefs on Rock 107. The following rant may cause you to pull your hair out, scream at the radio, punch the dashboard. Complaints should be addressed to Loudmouth Yambag at rock107.com. Hey, I'm Rock 107's Prospector, and here's what's got me jacked. The absolute travesty that is coffee shops who can't seem to put a coffee lid on a cup properly. I mean, come on. It's a seemingly simple task here. A task that involves two components, a cup and a lid. How hard can it be to ensure that they made up like two lovebirds on Valentine's Day? But no, apparently for some coffee shops, it's like a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. You'd think they're conducting some kind of super secret science experiment every time they try to fit a lid on a cup. I've seen it all. Lids placed sideways. Lids squeezed on with the grace of a gorilla. Lids hovering on the brink of detachment like they're auditioning for a role in a suspense thriller. And every single time, the smiling person behind the counter hands me this and all I'm thinking is, it's a time bomb!
I mean, we're living in an era where rockets can land themselves back on Earth, where cars can drive themselves, where you can order a pizza with a couple of taps on your phone, and yet coffee shops can't consistently slap a lid on a cup without inducing heart palpitations in their loyal patrons. Picture this. You're cruising down the Sansui or the Casey Highway. Rock 107 cranked up. You're smiling. You're enjoying your day. And then it happens. You reach for that cup of liquid gold. And suddenly, boom, your car's interior turns into a Jackson Pollock masterpiece. A coffee splatter art exhibit that's more avant-garde than a punk rock band at a black tie affair. And let's not forget the ensuing mayhem, too. Napkins futilely pressed into service as makeshift mops. Futile attempts to clean your steering wheel while navigating traffic. And, of course, that expensive cell phone that you store in your other cup holder. Now sitting, soaking in what's become Lake Cappuccino. All while your coffee daydreams turn into a sticky mess of bitter disappointment. Coffee shops, hear me loud and clear. We, the coffee connoisseurs of Northeast PA who fuel our lives with caffeine, demand justice for our coffee cups, for our cars' interiors, and for our expensive electronics that now smell like a roaster. It's time to step up your lid game. No more half-hearted lid attempts. No more lid-twisting acrobatics that would make a contortionist blush. We demand lids that lock in place, sealing in that glorious elixir, and shielding us from coffee catastrophe as we drive i'm prospector i'm for the people who's with me i gotta 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 go crazy man ever see the crazy guy screaming at the wall outside the times building where does this rage come from my son tweet us with hashtag i found prospector and we'll come and get him prospector mornings on rock 107 Life's pretty tough right now. There's plenty of bad news, but it's not all bad. It's time for the brighter side of Prospector on Rock 107. Two pen pals who'd been writing each other for almost 70 years finally got to meet up in person. Carol Krause, who lives in South Carolina, and Patsy Gregory lives in Northern England. They've been sending each other letters and birthday cards since they were 12 years old. Thanks. We needed that. The brighter side of Prospector on Rock 107. Have you ever been in one of those situations where you want to help someone out, but the universe just decides to play a prank on you? Good morning. I'm Rock 107's Prospector. The other day, I'm at Sheets, walking out. I got a hoagie. I got a soda. I'm heading to my car. I see this guy approaching me. And he's looking right at me, and I can already tell he's going to hit me up with that classic line. Hey, buddy, can you spare a dollar? Got some cash? Now, normally, I mean, I'm a nice guy. I mean, I got a heart the size of a watermelon. My wallet's more like a raisin, you know what I'm saying? But if I got the cash, I'll share the wealth. He comes up, and he delivers the line that I thought he would. I look at the guy, and I say, I'm sorry, man. I don't have any cash on me. He gives me that disappointed nod, like, I know you got cash, but you're too cheap to help someone out, which is wrong, but that's what he's thinking, whatever. Then, as I'm about to go home, continue on with my day, something completely unexpected happens. I hop into my Jeep, and what do I do? I accidentally honk the horn. Yeah, I bumped it. You heard me. I honked the horn like I was auditioning for a clown car orchestra or something. You might be thinking, hey, prospector, big deal. People honk their horns all the time. But here's the twist. The guy who just asked me for a dollar, the same guy I just said I didn't have any cash to, he turns around like he's heard the call of a rare horn-honking bird. He's like a cat caught in the crosshairs of a vacuum. Boom! He just turns right around. He's got a look on his face like he just witnessed a unicorn doing the Macarena. Something miraculous. So he starts heading back towards me. 
Now I'm sitting there sweating bullets because I know what's coming. At this point, I'm frozen. It's like a mixture of disbelief and embarrassment. I mean, what are the odds I'd honk my horn right after telling the guy I got no cash? It's like the universe was conspiring against me, orchestrating the perfect comedy of errors. So the guy comes over, and I'm just sitting there. I'm in the driver's seat trying to figure out how do I explain this to this guy. I mean, what do you say? Hey, remember what I said? I didn't have any money? Well, I just found some horn money. Yeah, I was saving it for a special occasion, but you can, here, here, spend it. How's that, buddy? So now I got to go through the whole charade, showing him I don't have any actual money. I open my wallet, revealing its sad, cashless interior, like it's a museum exhibit showcasing the history of financial losses in my life, right? I roll the window down, and I'm like in an act of humiliation and capitulation. I just said, look, sorry, guy, I just bumped the horn. Let me see if I got any change. I reach into my center console, pull out all the change I can find. I gave the guy 28 cents, and I just said, I- I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. He says to me, all I got to do now is meet 10 more people like you and I can get a coffee. And all I hear is that loser sound effect from The Price is Right. That's my life. What's a yam bag? A fool, an idiot, a blockhead, a dunce, or an ignoramus. You know, a dullard, simpleton, or a clot, nitwit, dipstick, pea brain, mouth breather, or cretin. It's now time to announce the winner of Prospector's Yam Bag of the Week. As decided by you at rock107.com. Here are the nominees. Nominee number one. Every now and then there's a story that restores your faith in humanity. This isn't one of them. A woman was flying out of Pittsburgh last Friday morning, heading off on a vacation at some resort or something, and she had her seven-year-old French bulldog with her. She tried to claim the dog was an emotional support animal, but it wasn't. So they told her she'd have to put it in a crate. She'd apparently done zero research and was just pushing it in a stroller. But instead of dealing with it, she simply abandoned the dog in the parking lot and boarded her flight. An airport worker found the dog sitting in the stroller near short-term parking at 5.30 in the morning. She left some food and water, but the worker said the dog looked very sad. Thankfully, the dog is okay. Police took it in and got it to an animal shelter. Cops say she'll likely face animal abandonment charges when she gets back and up to a $1,000 fine. The story does have a happy ending, though. The shelter that's taking care of the dog says they've already gotten tons of calls from people who want to adopt it. Nominee number two. This person simultaneously ended their career as a driving instructor and launched a career as a digital content creator. There's a driving school in Colorado called Learn to Drive, and last Tuesday, someone crashed into their building. Even crazier, it was one of their driving instructors. The icing on the cake is there's a photo where the vehicle is shown through a smashed brick wall and window just below the business's Learn to Drive sign. It's a literal meme. Fortunately, no one was seriously hurt. Police say there was one minor injury, but everybody inside was able to dive out of harm's way. The driver was cited for a traffic violation. It's unclear if he's out of a job. A neighboring business put out surveillance footage of the accident, and the instructor apparently hit the gas instead of the brake while trying to park. It was supposedly the guy's second day on the job. Nominee number three. Here's a textbook example of adding insult to injury. A 37-year-old Illinois man named Brian Baker got arrested for drunk driving near Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri on Friday last week after accidentally running himself over. He unwisely decided to drive drunk. A 34-year-old named Ashley Baker was with him and had also been drinking. I'm assuming they're married or related in some way. He stepped out of his truck around 1.15 a.m., but apparently didn't put it in park first. Ashley hopped in the driver's seat, but couldn't stop the truck before it rolled over him. He was seriously injured, but survived. 
He was apparently in good enough shape to be arrested an hour later for driving while intoxicated. And the kicker is, Ashley also got arrested for drunk driving. Don't have the details, except it was two hours after the incident, so maybe she drove drunk later that night, or maybe it was for hopping in the driver's seat. Nominee number four. If you get your kicks by dressing up in a mascot costume, I'm not judging, but you still can't commit assault. A bunch of furries had a big party near a beach in L.A. on Saturday. It's an annual thing called Sunset Beach Bonfire Fur Meet, where people show up dressed as animals. But things got even hairier than usual this year. Some guy refused to stop filming them, so one of the head furries, a guy we'll call Wolf Pirate, started beating him with a bullhorn. Now there's footage of the whole thing, and he tells the guy, leave or I will make you leave. And then he starts swinging the bullhorn and clocks him in the side of the head. Other people piled on after that, including at least one other furry. Cops eventually showed up. There's footage of one of them tackling the second furry who piled on into the fight. No word on any charges, though. It's not clear what happened to Wolf Pirate, but at least one report suggested he did get arrested. And the winner is... The woman who abandoned her dog at an airport parking lot just so she could head off on vacation. You, ma'am, are a horrible human being, and you're the yam bag of the week. Keep it here for all the nominees for Prospector's Yam Bag of the Day, weekday mornings on Rock 107. Thanks for listening to Prospector's Prime Cuts podcast. Be sure to catch us live weekdays from 5.30 to 10 a.m. on Rock 107 or online at rock107.com or the Rock 107 app. A free download for your Android or iPhone. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss Prospector's Prime Cuts.